previously on Unstoppable Grace, and his brother is a forest firefighter. And so he knew the signs and he said, you know, that, that, that doesn't look good. I don't know like why it hasn't been called in yet, but you know, that, that doesn't look good. So Nick called me and he said, pack up the essentials and get in the car. We're, we're leaving. Welcome to Unstoppable Grace. I'm Heidi. I'm Danielle. I'm Laura. And together we've watched God work through our struggles, heartbreaks, setbacks, and even our most shameful failures to bring beauty from brokenness. In this podcast, we bring to you those stories, along with truth from the Bible, trusting that He can use them to meet you where you're at, shine hope, and speak freedom into your life. On our own, we are so far from great, but by His grace, we We are unstoppable. unstoppable. And so he gets back. I'm running around, um, grabbing whatever I can. That must have been terrifying. It, it was. At the point, though, uh, we didn't know how serious it was yet. So Nick gets there. We pile into his vehicle and um, we take off and we're leaving. And then parts of the city start to be evacuated. So we had actually left before our area of the city had been evacuated. And... Uh, but then we were going to go south. There's only two ways. I don't know about now since the fire, but at the time, there's only two ways in and out of Fort McMurray. You can go north or you can go south. And so we're going to go south. And as we're going, I remember looking out the window and the sky at this point was completely black. You, It was, the, it was black. You couldn't see anything. And uh, I remember looking out the window and just, I don't know, maybe 50 feet away there's someone's house and it is on fire Mm -hmm. and I remember looking at it and it and it just I it was like my body reacted before I actually registered what I was seeing and I started crying at this this house on fire and as we go further in eventually our vehicle got it it got into a lock Uh, the whole highway 63 with where we were trying to leave the city um, was at a gridlock we couldn't we couldn't move. We couldn't go backwards. We couldn't go forward. And we're getting, and the fire is getting closer and closer to us. And there's sparks jumping off the hood of our car. And the, the, it was so hot. It was so, so hot. And in the ditch beside me, the grass was on fire. And then you see people abandoning their vehicles and running out and seeing people opening their doors that are further in to strangers and letting them into their vehicles. And it was terrifying. And I remember, I know for Nicholas, it's the most scared he's ever been. And he's he's a pretty level-headed guy. He's pretty calm. And it wasn't, I think, it, I think because he was so calm for a while, I was like, okay, well, it's going to be okay. But then he started to freak out. And Nick doesn't freak out. And so then when I saw him freak out, I start, that's when it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then I started praying out loud. And praying, God, like, protect everybody in the city. Don't let anyone get hurt. And while I was so terrified, and like I said, the fire was in the ditch beside us. It was it was not off in the distance. And as I was praying, I felt, again, this wave of peace go over me. And while I was still, there was, you know, there's still fear and seeing all the destruction that is occurring around me and around everybody, I just didn't think that I was, I, we were going to die. And I know Nicholas... He felt that he was leading his family to their death. And that's that was the most scared he's ever been. But I just, even though we were at a gridlock, even though we weren't moving at all, um, and none of the other vehicles were, I just knew that God was going to see us through. 
And I think when we put our trust in God, the blessing of that peace that we get mm-hmm. to experience is incredible. Yeah, it is. It really is. The thing about trust is um, that it has to, it means being okay with any outcome. Mm-hmm. It means not, you know, just because I trust God to take care of me doesn't mean this is necessarily going to turn out how I want it to. And it means being okay with that. It means having an unconditional trust and saying, God, no matter how this turns out, I'm choosing to trust you. And I believe that you have what's best. Um, And yeah, it's, it's not always easy to do that, but, um, but that's, that's unconditional trust. I think too, that sometimes um, believers can think that to trust God means that God's always going to protect you. And it doesn't mean that oftentimes, not oftentimes, but sometimes God is going to let you get hurt. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you might, some people have even lost their lives, but God, that doesn't mean God's not there with you. And like you've said, regardless of the outcome, whatever's going to happen, whether it's as, it, it is as extreme as losing your life or if it is something simple, trust, yeah, trust God no matter what, because he is with you. And, you know, I don't think it can get much better that than that when having the creator of the, of everything is with you. Like it's yeah, pretty amazing. And I think we need to remember too, that it's not about us. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to feel like we are the center of this story that we're living, but we're actually playing a very tiny little part in a very big story. And sometimes even when God has made a promise, it doesn't always get fulfilled in one generation. Sometimes it takes more than one generation to reach God's promises. And, and sometimes things don't always turn out great for one person. And we need to remember that ultimately we're a part of a bigger story and that there's something bigger at work that we can even comprehend or imagine right now. Even if you think about, um, that makes me think of when you say the generation, it might not happen in your lifetime, uh, something big. But if you think about Abraham, was it Abraham? Moses, Moses, sorry, not Abraham. What am I thinking? (laughs) Moses, uh, rescued with well god used moses to rescue the israelites Mm. they wandered the desert for 40 years many of them died before ever reached the promised land yeah but god still kept his promise and they did make it to the promised land even though not all of them got to see it including the person who you know god used to head the way Mm. or lead the way i should say Absolutely. And even through like the, the disobedience of the Israelites, mm-hmm. God still was faithful to his word. And I think that's so powerful. And Heidi, what you were just saying about peace, I think that, like you said, it's even in the situation that seemed so fearful and just awful with the fire, you had the peace of God with you. And it's, as I've already said, it's so easy to just to get caught up in our own minds and to, to freak ourselves out and, and to think that this situation doesn't make sense. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I don't know how I'm going to, to make it or God, this doesn't make sense. Where are you? Like, I, I feel alone in this. this. My life is a mess. I think we've all been there. Um, but just fully learning to trust God. And I, I guess I want to go to the question of what is a practical way that you, that you can, that you can say that you trust God? Like, how can you get to that point where you can trust him? What's something that you can do? Is that reading your Bible? Is that writing in your journal? Is that having an accountability partner? I think that's being very open with God about where you're at. I have found that 
there have been times in my life where I am so confused about where God is and what he's doing in my life. And I don't understand some things. And, and I have found that when I have earnestly come to him in prayer and said, God, I need help, help me to help me to understand, um, that he walks with me through that. Um, if I ask a question, I eventually get an answer as I seek his will on it. And it doesn't always come in a day or two, but it's, um, it, yeah, I, I've, I've found that I can trust him, that he does show up. And so I think the first step is going to him and being real and being honest, not putting on a front and trying to have a proper prayer, but just sharing your heart with him because he really does care about the intimate little details of your life. Yeah. And not, you know, even God's going to know if you don't trust him. <laughs> so you might as well just lay it out all out, all, all out there for him because he knows your heart regardless. And I think also, um, practicing trust, you know, fake it till you make it just quit your trust. No, seriously. Like the more you trust in God, the more you're going to trust in God. You know, I love how you brought that up. Fake until you make it. Cause Danielle was also talking about, um, how you got to kind of step into things and make those decisions, make those habits before you feel like it's a really part of really a part of you. Um, I don't really like the term fake it till you make no. it. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's a worldly term, but what I think works much better for me, cause I can't fake things for very long. Um, even as an actress, my performance is very fake. If I fake it, I have to be involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I think it comes down to actually not faking it, but stepping into your true identity that what we're doing right now is not even living at a fraction of where God's calling us to live. And so when we can look at that person that God's called us, that we are called and chosen and set apart, um, that we can step into that identity and do these things that may feel strange to us because we're not used to having the habit of of whatever it is we're trying to build into our lives but um but as we build those habits it be, it starts to feel like our true identity it just takes a little while to fit into those shoes and get used to it um also when you trust in god you're blessed um it is god will bless you because of your trust and i think of you danielle that how you stepped out in faith you decided to quit your job and you didn't have a backup because you were going to start your own business and you didn't have any clients. You didn't, you just, you, you stepped out in faith. And that's yeah. really, you know, I think actually I, I often, that is what faith is, is mm-hmm. trust. Yeah. And so if you don't trust God, you don't have faith in God. And so it really, that it's essential to have trust in God because that's where your faith is. And I think Danielle, I just, I'm surprised you haven't actually brought that up, <laughs> but I just, I just am amazed by your faith in God and your trust in God in, in, in so many things in your life and how you went and you left and you, you dropped everything because God told you to just because God told you to. And that's a very good point to mention is that, you know, we can't just make our own plans and expect God to bless them. But when God leads us and when you feel that in your heart, and you know, there's something there and you got to trust it, then you do have to get out of the boat and take that step. Mm-hmm. Psalm 84 verse 12 says, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. And that's the New King James Version. And then Jeremiah 17 verses, uh, verse 7, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. And again, NKJV. And so, you know, it is biblical. It is in scripture that when you trust in God, God's going to bless you and honor your trust in him. Absolutely. One thing that I recently started doing, but did it in the past is whenever I'm afraid to do something, which is often, whether that's going to a Bible study for the first time or whatever it might be, 
I say, okay, 30 seconds of courage, 30 mm-hmm. seconds of boldness. And so from the moment I get into the door, I just focus, or before I get into the door, I think about that 30 seconds. Like it just takes 30 seconds to trust and walk in and do this. And I always do it and I always make it through. And as Heidi said, I shared this story before, so that's the reason why I didn't bring it up. Okay. <laughs> but um, just to recap, I um, this May, I decided to um, really felt like God had a call on my life just through different things that had happened um, to start my own business, a virtual assistant business. And it was amazing how it all worked out. I was looking for something different, but didn't have any clients and um, really felt like it was time to just step out. And I remember that moment where I went to tell my boss where I was working and I was so afraid. I was texting you guys like crazy. (laughs) So afraid to tell her that I was leaving. Um, First to disappoint, but second, because I was stepping out into something that I had no guarantees. I had no backup. Like Heidi said, I had no, I mean, my backup would be to get a job somewhere else. So I guess I did have a backup. But in that moment, I was quitting a secure job, a job where I loved and a job where they loved me. And it was like, why am I doing this? Like I could stay here and I could be comfortable. And just like Peter in the boat, like it's okay. I could have stayed there and things would have been great. Um, and my, my role was amazing and I love what I did and I, I had an impact there and they had an impact on me, but stepping out and just looking back on it now, like, wow, if I would have said no, like I would be somewhere so different right now. And, and I, I don't want to be, I'm so grateful that I walked through that door. And after that moment, God has continued to open doors. And when situations seem impossible, um, about a month ago, I was sitting kind of to the point where I I needed more clients and things were going great with my business, but it was kind of to the point where I needed to get a few more. And I just remember praying and saying, God, okay, I need you to open a door here. And I don't know how this is going to work. And every single time that situation has happened, a door has been opened and it blows my mind. And I just give glory to God for all the things that he has blessed me with. And just how he's opened so many doors that I could have never opened. And I I chose to walk through those doors and I chose to get out of the boat. And don't get me wrong, I have my moments where I sink and I begin to sink and I go to God and I, I go to my friends who keep me accountable and and encourage me and, and send me texts in the morning and at night and whenever I need it and they're praying for me. And I have my tribe of people that love me. And that, yeah, that is is part of who I am and, and how I am where I am today. Not only did you step out the boat and uh, and take that virtual assistant to or, or start that business, but you also went for a client that you felt was way above anything that you'd ever be able to be partnered with, mm-hmm. someone who was way outside of your abilities and your experience level. And over a long process of several weeks or several months of interviews and projects, they ended up narrowing you down as the one that they chose to be on their wow, team. Wow, yeah. This is a dream job that... Dream job. Yeah, you are you stepped out of the boat. You're walking on the water, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And that is from uh, my NIV student Bible. And underneath it, there is this little excerpt that says and uh, walking with God and I'm going to quote it in the original Hebrew in all your ways submit to him is more literally in all your ways know him 
This fundamental statement of how to relate to God implies more than mere reverence. Nodding in God's direction is not enough. You must know him by living closely with him, relating to him personally in every aspect of your life. And I think, you know, that is also very important to, if you, you how do you trust someone you don't know? And yeah, so, good point. yeah, you, you don't. And so yeah. you need to, that I think is, is a really, you know, we're talking about, you need to trust in God. You need to, you need to do this. You need to do this. But before that, you get, need to get to know him. That should yeah. really be at the core of it too. That's a really good point. I'm just having a crazy flashback to when I was a tiny little girl, my <laughs> uncle Tim would pick me up and throw me into the air and catch me and I thought it was the most wonderful thing and he'd just throw me as far as he could and catch me I didn't doubt for a second that he'd catch me and uh and that I kind of like to have that just that childlike faith in God and to have fun with the adventures that he sends us on and the challenges that we face and and to just know like hey this is fun he's gonna catch me I'm flying I can't always feel him underneath me but he's gonna catch me yeah absolutely I think even just in the the things that we want in life, I know I'll speak for myself, marriage and being a mother is something that I desire deeply. And for years, I allowed that desire to consume me in a way that the desire is not wrong. But if you have a desire and you obsess over something, then it can be wrong. And I was at that point and I'm not married and I don't have kids, um, but I'm at the point in my life where I choose to trust God in that. And I choose to surrender that situation. And it took me a long time to get there. And it took a lot of tears, a lot of fighting um, with myself and with God and a lot of just confusion of like, why, why am I not married? Why am I not where I want to be? And being where I am at right now, um, part of moving back to Grant Prairie was just taking that time to to really figure out who I was. And I had this desire of marriage for so long and I still have the desire for marriage. But now I've learned to be content and I've learned that through that desire, which is a beautiful desire and a godly desire, I'm not there right now and that's okay. But I still choose to trust God. And in that verse in Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Like for years, God, I desire this. Like my desire is to be married. And I would say I would trust in God, but I definitely didn't because... You wouldn't walk across the tightrope with him. Oh, no, definitely <laughs> not. Um, but now being in that point where I actually do trust God in this, and, and not that I don't have that desire, but it's knowing that he has me. And I guess I look back at all of the situations where he has walked with me and through my business and whatever else has happened. I know that he has a plan for my life and I see the doors that he has opened. And I have no doubt that one day if he has marriage for me, it is, it's going to be wonderful and amazing. Um, but at this moment in my life, he's using me for different things. And, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I couldn't have told you that six months ago. I definitely not. And it's just amazing. Um, and not to toot my own horn by any means, it took me a long time to get to that point. A lot of shameful tears of tantrums and, <laughs> and being on the ground and frustrated at life and not being where I wanted to be. And not just in marriage, in so many other things of being a 26-year-old woman and, and not owning a house or whatever it is, all the desires that I have, it doesn't matter. Um, but all those things that I want, um, ministry-wise, it, it doesn't just have to be a job or, or possessional things, possessions, um, 
but just the things that we desire. We we all want things. We all have dreams and, and goals, and a lot of those dreams and goals are godly and and can serve God, but yet they might not be, it might not be that time or we might not be in that place where we're content with where we are. I think too, uh, to remember that, you know, like I said about faith being trusting in God, but trusting in God is also obedience to God. And so even if you are scared, you know, sometimes things are going to scare you, but to obey what God is telling you to do, and that is trusting God. So even if you don't feel at peace about it, Laura, you've talked about how we should feel, you know, even if you don't feel peace about something, the peace doesn't usually come until after you've had faith, after you've walked in faith, after you've walked in trust in the Lord. And I think, too, that's just something that we need to remember and is also vital to your relationship with God is your obedience to him. Philippians 4, 11 to 13 says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned that in whatever state I am, I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I think it's just getting to that point of trusting God and and just knowing that that he has me in the palm of his hand and that I can trust him and that I get my strength from him. Yes. On our own, we are so far from great, but by his grace, we are unstoppable. Amen. That's it for today. Thanks for taking the time to listen in. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to our show and give us a rating. Until next time, take care and God bless.